0: Episode of the Glow Journal podcast, a conversation with the beautiful minds behind the world's biggest beauty brands. I'm your host, beauty writer Gemma Watts, and in this special bonus Ask an Expert episode, I am joined by award winning hairdresser Yoshi Sue. Given that salons are currently closed in Victoria, And based on the influx of hair-related messages I've been receiving of late, it seems that those in other states and countries also have reservations about heading back into the salon so soon. So we've put together a bonus episode answering all of your questions on at-home hair colour, touch-ups between salon visits and how you can remedy any DIY hair disasters. Yoshi is an AHFA award winner with almost 20 years of experience in the hair industry, so his recommendations are entirely genuine and backed by serious knowledge. While this interview is sponsored by Revlon Professional, Yoshi is not here to advertise and push product onto you. It's in his best interest that you leave isolation with hair in the best condition possible. While Yoshi very much advises against colouring your hair permanently or even semi permanently at home, a product you will hear mentioned in this conversation and one that Yoshi is a long time believer in is the Revlon Professional Nutri Colour Cream. The reason Yoshi recommends this particular product and what makes it completely different from other at home hair solutions is that this product is a cocktail of colour, care, and shine. Rather than a permanent colour, the Revlon Professional Nutra color Cream is designed to maintain your existing colour between salon visits, temporarily deepen the pigment of your hair, or tone your colour safely when you're unable to see your hairdresser. All of Yoshi's views are his own, and he was not under any instruction to advertise this particular product. However, you will hear him mention it a few times throughout this interview – as it is a truly safe alternative to traditional at-home colour, and it's just about the only DIY colour option that he comfortably and confidently recommends. As per recent episodes, this conversation was recorded remotely, so I have made the entire episode transcript available on glowjournal.com so you can read along as you listen, should you wish to. To find this transcript, simply visit glowjournal.com and search Revlon Professional. In this episode, we've taken the questions you submitted on at-home hair colour and DIY disasters to Yoshi, from how to cover greys and disguise dark regrowth, to how to avoid a purple or blue toner disaster, and how to remove brassiness from your balayage at home. I understand that coloring our hair at home is advised against by hairdressers. Firstly, why is that? And secondly, what's the alternative?
1: Um, if you're thinking like if you're someone normally go to hair salon, yeah, and you have the hairdresser professionally color your hair with their experience to do your hair, and then you probably will looking for someone more senior to do it, right? Yeah. So you don't basically ruin your hair. To go get a box collar is literally imagine if you just walk on the street, find someone, can you do my collar? It's pretty yeah. much exactly the same thing. It's actually the same thing. Yeah. Because you can't just walk on the street and tell this, you no know, old man say, no, I want cinnamon blonde. Can you <laughs> give me that? It's the same thing. Right. Yeah, because like box collar is designed to fit everyone but because the they designed to fit everyone so the strength is so high in terms of peroxide so if you use the box color in your hair first you might risk to get the wrong color in your hair because everyone has got different depth of the hair color and second you probably will damage your hair because you probably have already colored your hair before even bleach and then you color again with a high peroxide in your hair
0: Sure. Yeah, that's why. I mean, it would be like if I walked past a building site and went up to a carpenter and said, oh, I can do this. I'll do it. I don't need any training. I can just do this job.
1: Or if someone have a kid. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Maybe a five-year-old is pretty much the same thing. Perfect. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah, so what can we do instead? Obviously, we're not going to be um, advising that people do a full head of colour at home, but is there anything that we can kind of – do to give ourselves a touch up.
1: I'll probably recommend something not so invasive, like something not really permanently changing your hair color, which without using um, peroxide in the hair in the hair color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to use something that really just maybe coating the hair like a toner. Okay. That sort of thing. It will probably work a bit better because if you use this sort of colour genuinely first is actually quite nourishing for your hair. And most of them, they actually made them almost like a treatment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, what I use in Salon, we use this uh, um, Nutri-Color Cream thing and they literally have every single color for every person's hair that you can actually make shine and touch up. We actually give it to clients just to touch up at home.
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So when we are looking for products that we can use to tone our color and just sort of maybe erase any DIY disasters? Are there specific ingredients that we should be either looking for or avoiding?
1: I think generally speaking with the uh, toning and erasing for me is actually two different Mm things because toning is to correct color, erasing is to strip color. Okay. So toning the hair, normally... When I actually deal a bit looking on the internet, so normally if you tone in a hair, you shouldn't need to worry about too much. Only if you have that personally like allergic to like nuts or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's probably you need to worry about. But as long as you don't find a permanent color to tone your hair, because... You know, lots of clients that don't know what to use. They will probably just pick whatever. Okay, I would like that. I'll put on my hair. That is a toner. Right. They probably don't know that's probably a permanent color. So generally speaking, if you choose a permanent color, if you see the ingredient has, okay, it's this going to be hard to pronounce, okay? Yep. I've got it. No. <laughs> 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 um, diamine. Paraffinolidiamine, which shortened is uh, PPT. Okay. Yeah. If you have anything, this, generally speaking, is a permanent color. Okay. They don't exist in in toner. Right.
0: Okay. So we want to avoid PPT.
1: Yeah. But um, normally you shouldn't find this in the um, toner and because this is actually the uh, chemical that's trying to hold the color in the hair,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So yeah. So normally it's in the um, permanent color. That's all.
0: Okay. I had a few questions from people who have quite sensitive scalps. What can they do to ensure that their skin isn't being irritated by any toners
1: or treatments? Skin test. Like yep. any product, not just not just hair color, even treatment, everything. Use a little two Q-tip and I like swap a little bit and put on like your wrist or behind your ear and put your um uh, little tape on it so obviously it doesn't rub off. Yeah. So just wait for 48 hours and see if your skin reacts to it basically.
0: Okay, 48-hour little patch test. Easy. Yeah. We can yeah. do that. Yeah. I've had one listener ask, is it possible to apply at-home toners or colour treatments to hair that has been keratin-treated in salon?
1: Uh, you can, but there's a trick is you have to make sure after you had a treatment in salon, which is keratin treatment in salon, wait for two weeks. Okay. Yeah, before you actually do anything into it. All
0: yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Anything. You, yeah, just ju- if anything, treatment's fine anything and um but with a toner or any color at home which we don't recommend to do color um, just try not to do any highlight or anything on the curtain here, because highlight will kill your hair if you spin curtain yeah
0: right okay well that's very sounded. It, it will
1: literally probably break off i actually have some, have some client they have highlight in a curtain treated here it's fine but I actually have other clients that have such a bad experience. Pretty much just come straight off.
0: Yeah. It's just not worth the risk. Don't. Because ha- there's, there's literally no way to know beforehand if your hair's going to break off or not. So just don't chance it.
1: Yeah. Well, if you are someone like to use the keratin treatment in your hair, meaning you are someone wants to have a good silky shining hair. So the conditioning is really important. So what we do something to ruin your condition anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just a waste. While we are talking about colour in like a broad sense, I had a number of readers and listeners write in asking how best to choose a colour. I heard from so many people who are desperate for a hair colour change up, presumably once we're allowed back in salons again, but they Mm. are unsure whether to go lighter or darker and how best to choose a shade that's going to work with their skin tone and not wash them out or anything. Mm.
1: Well, the thing is, um, with lighter or darker, lighter. It, it's actually quite a tricky question because it really depends on the personal uh, skin color. And if someone, we have so many clients will come in with a naturally, we say, sixth level like a brown color. Yeah. Right? But they never like their natural color, but. Yes, but it it doesn't mean it doesn't look on them.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't, it's not what they taste. That's not what they want to present themselves. But it doesn't mean it doesn't look good on them. So you just have to really thinking what's more beneficial way in terms of for your um, condition if you want to go lighter, which most of people nowadays, they will just go with the uh, more um, softer with a root shadow look. They wouldn't mm. just go straight on the roots, highlight, and, you know, therefore you have to have lots of maintenance over.
0: Yeah, who has the time?
1: No one, <laughs> especially now. You can't even go out anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that used I feel like that used to be such a thing. People would just do a full head of whatever the colour was, but now I feel like there are so many ways to kind of lift the hair colour without going all out.
1: Yeah, and especially... If you leave that little bit root shadow of your natural color, it will always work so much better with the skin tone. Right. So you don't feel like you're totally changing what you are.
0: Um, the sort of broader questions out of the way, I would love to talk to you about some of the more specific hair color questions that were submitted. Yeah. The big one was greys. The bulk of what I was sent was to the tune of, I have so many greys, help. How, I mean, firstly, can we cover grays from home? And if so, how?
1: To cover gray? Mm. Well, it's like, it's like almost like back to the first question. I would never ever color my hair. <laughs> like, normally yeah. my hair actually is bleached blonde.
0: Oh my I God. It now.
1: now it's all grew out. It's like my natural color. There you go. Yeah. So um, if I have gray hair, well, I have gray hair, but if I have lots of gray hair and you normally color dark, I'll probably just use eyeshadow. Okay. Yeah, because what you need to do is you grab either a light strings of the hairspray
0: mm-hmm.
1: or you use a um, seesaw spray. Mm-hmm. Either way, to spray on where the gray you want to cover. Obviously, not a whole lot where it shows around hairline and part line. And that's it. if you do the whole lot your hair will look like a crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, and then you apply your eyeshadow with the eyeshadow brush. And then that's it. and then you know a good thing is eyeshadow has got so many shades, you can just try and just find the one that actually works for you.
0: I mean, there's never been a better time to experiment with these things because you can get away with it. Okay, cool. So we're not dying our greys at home. We're just putting hairspray, eyeshadow and -hmm. waiting until we can get back into the salon.
1: Yeah, basically, you just don't do anything permanently, change your hair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The next question I imagine the answer is going to be pretty similar. A lot of people were asking about um, how to cover dark regrowth in Mm. blonde hair. Is there a way to cover it or do we just have to pretend it's
1: ombre? Honestly, dark regrowth, therefore, you might have a lot of foil or maybe you bleach the hair. Mm -hmm. And that's something you don't want to really play with at home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just put a hat on.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. Well, you can, there's many ways to do it. You know, you can start your hair with a bit more volume. Yeah. And sometimes I will recommend clients to try to change the parting, because when you change the parting from one side to another, you generally will get more volume out of it. And when the hair is more volume, you don't see the roots so much. I know they probably have lots of roots now because it's been locked down for so long. But honestly, just remember a couple of weeks, salon will be open.
0: Thank God. <laughs>
1: and then you can go back to salon or you can use stretch shampoo in the hair to like kind of lift that color a little bit so so it doesn't look as contrast Mm. and another important thing is tone your hair at home because once the hair has been toned always will look much more blended
0: great well that brings me into my next question because I had an Overwhelming number of people writing to ask about how to tone their blonde hair. I had one listener say, How can I find the best purple shampoo to keep my blonde bright? As so many toners that I've tried have dulled my color. And another asks, How can I find the right toner for my highlights? I've turned my blonde hair blue once before.
1: That's the worst, isn't it? Yeah,
0: we want to avoid that, I imagine.
1: Yeah, so with the um, toner, people need to remember purple shampoo, they are designed either for gray hair to make them more silvery or to neutralize a little bit of the warmth in the hair. But it doesn't really toning the hair. It doesn't give you the idea of the color that you want. So it's like some of my clients will actually have a warmer color Normally, and they use a purple shampoo. So, why are you doing that? Because it's going to cool your hair down, and this is not for you. It's just actually making more, like, makes it more ashy. That's what you don't like. Mm. Um, so, what I will recommend um, you probably just better to use the color cream at home. Just find the color for yourself because it's honestly so much option there to choose from.
0: Is that the same product that you mentioned before, the color cream? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I,
1: I have used so many different um, similar type of colour home. This is probably one of the easiest one to use.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, I've had a few listeners ask how best to tone balayage to remove any brassy tones. Would this process be any different to what you've just said, toning a full head?
1: Totally different because you have to look at the balayage is root shadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So you have a multiple different tone from the roots to the ends. It really depends on where they're targeting because some people's um, hair may be all over is a similar brassiness, but some of them is only on the mid band and okay. some of them is only on the ends. So uh, generally speaking, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't try to fix too much yourself <laughs> at home but you can always use just lightest, cleanest, like a lightest cleanness like a platinum white uh, toner on here just to gently even now, a little bit, but I wouldn't worry about it too much.
0: Gentle being the operative word. This is good, honest <laughs> advice. I think everyone's <laughs> going to really appreciate that you're not just like, do it at home. This
1: will be <laughs> no, no. It's, it's honestly, hairdressers, a nightmare. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> but isn't there also the thing where people will come into the salon and you'll ask about, have they dyed their hair in the past? And they have, mm-hmm. but they're just like, oh, no, no, no. And then you're going to oh, end my. up with a completely different color.
1: Do you know why? Because they're always thinking the colour they've got is a semi, but it's not a true semi. There you go. Yeah. So it's it really affects a lot of it changed the results so much. You had you just have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Even if you color your hair five years ago and you hair so long, yes, you have colour in your hair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good, this is, this
1: is all very <laughs> it's important. It's so important, yes.
0: I, I'm i unsure if the protocol for this next one is different to blonde hair. This was a very specific question. One listener has asked how can she keep her pastel hair bright?
1: Oh, this is actually quite tricky though because mm-hmm. normally pastel hair meaning you have to really lighten up your hair a lot, right? Yeah. And to lighten up your hair a lot, which is, equals yes, you will damage your hair and you always needed to do a lot of treatment in your hair. This is not the case you just literally put the toner over. Mm-hmm. This is actually about treating the hair, using the right product, build that foundation up. It's like building the house. If you don't have that foundation, everything's is going to crack and whatever color you're going to put on, it's going to rinse straight out. Okay. Yeah. So do every step you treatment, your, you know, leave-in conditioner, your cream everything as much as you can and make sure actually is the other trick to do is make sure you put the color a little bit more intense for them to rinse out a little bit more okay therefore the color will actually stay
0: okay what i
1: mean is the toner at home though yeah because the the color cream you can mix up yourself so okay cool yeah
0: yeah i thought that might be a a slightly more complicated one, pastel hair. Is,
1: yeah, a little bit.
0: <laughs> Another has asked, I'm glad that she's, um, she's specified here. She said, is there a way to clean up and brighten overtoned blonde highlights without attempting an at-home bleach job? I'm glad she's put that in at the end so she knows what to avoid.
1: Yeah. Um, overtoned blonde, honestly, cleaning, sh- like a deep cleansing shampoo. Okay. Yeah, leave it in almost like you have to visualize it you put a shampoo in you know, you you wrap it up clip it up and just you know watch your netflix and <laughs> and then, then you no know, get a mirror on the side check as you go and see how much that's cleaned out and do that for uh let's say a week or something yeah but obviously each time you use a deep cleansing shampoo you have to use the treatment afterwards to balance out because you strip lots of things out of your hair
0: great okay well that's Seems a lot less risky than trying to recolor it yourself. Deep cleansing shampoo. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Almost an opposite question to that last one. For those who have had highlights put in either in salon or they've attempted it at home, which we we just won't go there. But the highlights are too blonde. How can yep. they warm up that color a bit and bring the brightness back down?
1: Simple answer. Colour cream nine three one. Okay. Just get that one. That's it. It's a beautiful colour. It's most beautiful, new, like beautiful creamy colour, but not overly blonde. Go get it, put on your hair and you're fine.
0: Okay, great. Good. It's so nice to just have like a specific this is (laughs) this is the I'm not even
1: I'm not even (laughs) wanting to add anything more. Actually, you know what? If you want to go a little bit warmer, put a little bit more yellow into which is three hundred and that's it.
0: Okay, perfect. Easy.
1: Yeah, very easy.
0: Rather than brightening their regrowth, I had a handful of listeners write in to ask about doing DIY ombre or balayage as they're hoping to just kind of blend out their regrowth a bit. Is it possible to achieve that ombre look at home or are we best to just wait it out until the salon reopens?
1: Don't touch it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, because if you wanted to create a regrowth meaning you color the lighter color darker and by coloring the lighter color darker if you make mistake it's iris- like, irreversible like you just can't fix it. It, it it no way just like should we lighten the hair and darken, and trying to lighten it up again like you to clean out the color is probably the worst nightmare
0: yeah i think yeah. just think about when you do go into the salon and you have your hair lightened, it's so complicated and you're in there for hours and there's so many steps and there's mixing of things. It just doesn't make sense that you would be able to achieve that in 45 minutes in your laundry.
1: Yeah. And the things is people would have this sort of problem is because the regrowth, isn't it? Yeah. And then the back to the question we had before, just put some dry shampoo on.
0: Yeah. Okay. Easy.
1: Then it'll be fine. Yeah.
0: One list. I can't get through this next one without, the giggles. One listener tells me that she has bleached just her fringe. Her question is, how hard is it going to be for me to dye my fringe back to my regular brown colour?
1: Um not herself in Salon. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. But once you color back, it will be hard to lighten up again. So I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't just colour dark. I would just get a color cream and you use a darker color. We say like a, maybe try 641 mm-hmm. in the hair and just create that little bit more tone down. Yeah. It's a little bit more darker look without actually being too dark. And if she doesn't like it, you wash it out anyway.
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah. On brunette hair, is it possible to switch from a cool tone to a warm tone or vice versa using these at-home treatments?
1: Cool tone to warm tone is probably the easier Mm -hmm. to do, but the warm tone to cool tone is really about how, how warm the hair color is. Because normally if you have warm in the hair and then you're trying to cool down, cool down the hair always will make the hair look much more darker. Right. And to warm up will actually brighten up a bit more. So if she doesn't mind to not appear as bright, then cool tone is fine. But it really depends on how much the light, how light the base is, which is just, no, try not to do that. Or, 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 or actually this other thing you can do instead, cool down, maybe try to use a slightly like a pastel pink tone into it ah. because pastel pink tone like, if you mix with, like, a, because in the color cream, they have, like, a triple zero, which is, like, a clear. Mm-hmm. You can actually um, dilute any color that's within that range. Oh. Everything. It's really beautiful. So you can make everything pastel. If you think whatever color is too strong, you can dilute it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, and then pastel pink is the easiest way to make the hair cool down but without looking dull, without looking too ashy it will still have that softness into it. But without, you know, like when you're thinking pastel pink, you think, oh, pastel pink. But it's actually looking, it, it's a really natural look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't really make the hair look too artificial.
0: Okay, great. God, I would yeah. never have, uh, the, just the thought of pastel pink is terrifying to me. So that's, <laughs> that's great.
1: Well, you know what? Pastel pink is so popular and it's the color that if you uh, put in your hair and if you wash it out, the Leftover colour is probably one of the best tone you can have.
0: Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I have had another listener tell me that she has naturally red hair that she has always found really difficult to lighten, but she would love to add some honey highlights at home. Obviously, we're not going to try and bleach the hair at home, but is there a way that she can lighten and lift that colour without damaging the hair?
1: I find that question really tricky because naturally light here oh so natural red right here and wanting to light up to have a warmer highlights is f- for hairdressers honestly that's the easiest thing to do there you go so i don't understand why she why she get the idea from but if she previously have that problem sometimes everyone you know everyone's hair is different yeah Sometimes it could be the build-up from the um, chemicals in the water mm-hmm. or metals in the water. Maybe that build-up and whatever shampoo that she's using okay. that have that layers on the hair. Maybe that's why. So you maybe will need to go to the salon. And um, there's a product to get rid of. Now I wouldn't say get rid of. Um, it will fight the chemicals and then the mineral in the hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to really treat that so the hair is easier to um, facing any color surface. Mm -hmm. Service, sorry.
0: Okay. I had a number of readers who have been having their hair colored regularly for years upon years and they wrote in to ask about the breakage that they often experience. Two questions on this. Firstly, what is dyeing our hair over and over and over again actually doing to the hair
1: um well coloring here not it it depends on if you color lighter or color darker okay. yeah if you color lighter yes it's a little bit more damaging that's that's put it this as a two different questions so if you say lighter it's because lighter is to strip out the color in your hair right yes we put a toner into it but it it's like I said before, it's, it's really like building the house without the foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you don't have that foundation, you're just going to wreck the hair. And I have so many clients somehow, I don't know why they don't believe treatment. And they will literally color their hair in salon, spend that $500 dollar, and get a supermarket product. I don't know why. I'm
0: speechless.
1: Isn't that weird?
0: I just, it, I, it makes no sense to me
1: they just assume hairdresser just going to sell them everything but it's not it's like we are there to help you and if you don't use it your hair it's not going to go for your hair you spend this this is like a four hour processing time mm. for the whole service how do you think that's not going to fix it by the treatment yeah so
0: if we've covered what lightening the hair is doing to the hair what is repeatedly, Adding a darker color to the hair, doing to it,
1: darker hair color differences is um, it's actually fine, but as long as you don't want to lighten up afterwards, okay. And that's the problem because to colored hair dark to lighten up is not the same as if you lighten up the natural color because the chemical um, build up in the hair is much more harder to lift. And sometimes um, people were thinking, "Oh, color just damaged the hair," but I actually have a client naturally have a really coarse, almost a little bit rough hair naturally, even though conditions good, but because it's so resistant, so coarse, it looks damaged. So after we actually apply the color, the molecule molecule in the color actually helps to make her hair look much more shinier, even though almost like we are damaging the hair to create this color, but actually appears much more healthier. So, no, you had to wet it out yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And what's really more important for you? Do you want the natural, healthy hair but look dull or you want the color here that actually looks shiny?
0: Okay. So yeah. we actually need to be doing the treatment, which kind of leads me to the last question, which I think is probably a nice note to wrap up on. What is the very best way to remedy dry, damaged hair that has been coloured poorly or coloured too often and just not treated the way that it should have been treated?
1: Um, I would say definitely at least once a month um, visit salon to get deep conditioning treatment, to get rid of, uh, to neutralise, to get rid of the the extra build-up in the hair and then um, really... If the hair is really, really bad, I always tell clients twice a week, put a mask on the hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, they probably don't even wash the hair that often, but <laughs> it's so important. Mask is so important, I can't even tell. Okay, even not just mask, doing your shampoo right. Okay. I have a client, yeah, Um. which is my old client, the weekly blow-dry. She come, because I recently changed the salon, and the salon, I usually uh, work on their product to her hair, like other people is fine, but to her hair never work. It's always like, her hair is naturally really dry, without any damaging. We only do few like uh, highlights, but it's not even like, her hair is naturally quite light. So few highlights, it didn't really damage her hair, but her natural hair is just dry. And I always just thought, you know what, that's just her hair. And then, change to new salon, use a different product on her hair. After first shampoo, yeah, she filled her hair. She she literally like, oh my god, wow. And like, it really shocked her. I I was like, oh my god, do you want to feel your hair? What's going on here? (laughs) And and another trick is, um, apart from doing the treatment, when you shampoo your hair, the second or third shampoo depends obviously how much build up in your hair leave it on for five minutes okay. before you rinse out, and obviously really rinse thoroughly because not everyone's shower hair is that strong <laughs> in pressure <laughs> really make sure there's nothing left and then squeeze the water out put your treatment on and then either five minutes or you've decided to you know leave it on for hours do your cooking or do whatever and then rinse off.
0: That's so interesting because I feel like everyone, myself included, just assumes if the hair is dry and damaged, just use heaps more conditioner, um, just, you know, mask for longer. But that's interesting that it's actually a lot to do with the shampoo.
1: Shampoo has got, that. that's why you choose the shampoo for a different hair type because it's designed for the hair type. But most of the time, people does not leave the shampoo in the hair long enough to make it work. Mm-hmm. And then what I will recommend client is maybe once a month at least do a deep cleansing shampoo. So you have at least two different shampoo at home. So you have a deep cleansing shampoo and you have the shampoo that actually is designed for your hair. So you do a deep cleansing shampoo to get rid of excess whatever product or anything build up on the hair, even just from the water. And then you use the normal shampoo again. So that will actually help to, um, because sometimes when you putting all these extra things in your hair and then you put, the, like I said before, the, the manual in the water, they literally build up without you knowing. In general, just need to remember um, why you come into salon to get your hair done. It's because you know you want that professional result. Yeah, you want that hair to look beautiful. You want that specific color. And that's just something you just don't want to do that. And thinking that I can just achieve that at home, and then you probably go to go back to salon and spend maybe thousands. You never know because you're going to have many different visits to fix. It. So just don't do it at home.
0: That was award-winning hairdresser Yoshi Sue. You can find at Chisel Hair Melbourne. You can discover more about Revlon Professional, including Yoshi's highly recommended Nutri-Colour Cream range, online at RevlonProfessional.com or on Instagram at revlonprofessionalaustralia. Professional Australia. To read this interview, you can visit GlowJournal.com and for more beauty news, you can find me on Instagram at jemkwatts or at glow.journal. If you liked this episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share so other beauty lovers can find us. I'm Gemma Watts, you've been listening to the Glow Journal Podcast and
1: thank you for joining.